All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. All right, gentlemen. This is our third and final episode of the week. Finally. Preparing you for Game Week 38, but we're going to do it with the final recap of Game Week 37. This is where I let my hair down, Scott. Oh, boy. <laughs> If any of you have ever seen a picture of me, you'll know how funny that is. That's hilarious because he literally has none. Uh, I'm pretending like I still have some, and Brian is... Well, he's got the fullest head of hair on this podcast. For sure. There's no doubt. I don't know if he'll ever... He'll he'll have that. I think he'll have that for a while. Do you ever think about this? Like, there are are people who have been listening to our podcast for years... And when you listen to someone like on the radio or on a podcast, you get a picture of your uh, head. Well, I mean, if people looked hard enough, they could find pictures of us. They could, but most probably haven't. And yet they've put a mental image of what we must look like together. And it's always far different than the reality. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Well, I just wonder. I just wonder. Just just so um, everyone knows. Most people probably think I look like Bozo the Clown. Although I just realized that most of the people listening to us have no idea who Bozo the Yeah, seriously. Is. What in the world? WGN ceased to exist a decade yeah. ago, bro. That is a shame. I remember yeah. the you know, the, the game, the ping pong hey, into hey, the bucket. Hey, we game. Are post, remember that? Brian no. Dave, we are post clown, man. Like wow. painted. You clown know faces. what I'm talking about. I do. I watched some Bozo the Clown on TV. I had boring. Brian summers, just looked at me like, like I'm you. the idiot. Okay, cool. <laughs> Cool. I just want everyone to know that Brian might have the fullest head of hair, but I'm still the handsomest co-host on this podcast. All right. Okay. All He's right. right. Anyway, let's discuss the shenanigans and then our final recap of Game Week 37. We've got some segments. We've got some random thoughts. We've got some non-FPL-related things to discuss. Let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get on with uh, whatever we're happening from 37. Brian, you referenced this already in our last episode, but the weekend started, I think it started, with Tottenham 1, Burnley 0. A dodgy handball call mm-hmm. uh. leads to a very important goal in the context of the Premier League season. Kane on a penalty kick. FPL fans rejoiced. Arsenal fans, not so much. It was in the eighth minute of stoppage time. It was like the last... Thing that could have happened. Of the first half. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just feel like it's such a late thing to happen. At, no, whichever. I mean, of course, it was at the end then. But. Wasn't one of the criteria for the handball calls 
like there had to be uh, first of all Ashley Barnes looked like a weirdo okay like I totally get it his arms out there looking like a weirdo don't even ask me about this guy you know how I feel uh, about this I, guy. I get it and like nothing gives me greater joy than the fact that this is the first time in literally like 20 weeks or more that we've reference this <laughs> sure <laughs> hey maybe if we're lucky we don't talk about him for a whole year after this i season hope so ends. but regardless i mean there's no proximity here you want to know what the official definition is yeah please it's a handball if the person deliberately touches with their hand or arm for example moving their hand or arm toward the ball uh-huh they touch the ball with their hand or arm which the what we always hear, if you make your body unnaturally bigger. Okay. This was a little bit unnatural. Considered to have made their body unnaturally bigger when the position of the hand or arm is uh, not a consequence of or justifiable by the player's body movement for that given situation. So it's the weirdo part that got this call made. Yes. And All right. Nothing, nothing says more about the, the questionableness of the call than... Uh, Mike Jackson saying, "Not a penalty for me." Oh, for Antonio me. Antonio Conte saying, hundred percent a penalty, <laughs> not just one hundred percent." Wow, two hundred percent, two hundred percent. Listen, and I don't know what they're complaining about. Conte has yeah. been very direct about Arteta, about Klopp, and now about Mike Jackson. Nothing would give me more joy than for both Antonio Conte and Harry Kane to miss out on the Champions League after losing to Norwich in Game Week 38. I, I, I would, I would, I would maybe give away a child in order to see that happen. Wow. I want it so badly. That's massive. I hope my family isn't listening. Wow. I wouldn't actually give away a child. I'm just trying to express how badly I want to see Spurs. Lose this in game week 38. Nothing would make me happier. Let's not forget, this season began with with crybaby Harry Kane mm-hmm. trying to get away. I do not want to see this season end with him getting rewarded with a fourth-place finish after the way he started this season. Like, th- there is no... Now, hold on. Hold all on. Right, I, I right, know what you want right. to say. Yeah. And you, everyone, if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know where my loyalties land. I will say this for Harris Kane at this point. Scott, I don't think it's fair that you penalize him for his early season feelings and how things could have changed going into the late season. That's a long freaking time. So, like, would you want someone holding you accountable to how you felt nine months ago versus something as opposed to now when your circumstances and life position has changed and well, now you're looking tape, at things differently. What you're referring to is real life. I don't know about you, but I think I, I certainly am evaluated when it comes to a performance evaluation at my job. I'm evaluated on an annual basis. I understand so, that. Yeah, nine months ago is perfectly fair and on the table for me to criticize Harry Kane. And I'm sorry, but when you sign a contract, when you sign a contract that says I'm going to be with this club until X date, and then you do everything you can to try to nullify that, that says everything about your character and how low you are willing to go to get your way. Harry Kane was pure, unadulterated selfishness at the start of the season. I do not want to see him get fourth place at the end of it. 
You don't think of him like Matthew Stafford a little bit? Matthew Stafford endured everything at Detroit. Yeah, but I just feel like for years and years and years. If you're going to so go it's okay for Stafford to do it, but not okay for Kane to do it. What what exactly did this Stafford This is not an do? NFL podcast. No, I'm just saying that Matthew Stafford by the time he left is not an NFL podcast. He left the Detroit Lions after floundering and being a very good quarterback in a in the worst possible situation. Did he force a trade? No, he didn't, but it got to the point where his own his own fans would have just, for his own sake, would have just said, please, go find success, because you're never going to find it here. But it was that, but, but did just, Stafford create the circumstances where Detroit had to get rid of him? Because no. that's what Harry Kane did or tried to do with Daniel Levy at Spurs. No, I just think that it's... It's not the same the only, thing. The, I, yes, I agree. It's not the exact same. I'm just saying that for Harry Kane and for everyone, it, it, if everything is about silverware and that's all anyone is chasing, I think everybody knows. Like Even with Conte, even with Conte's own transfers in this summer, I mean, hopefully they can... You know, hopefully it's We're assuming this, he stays next assume, year, right, Tottenham. Assuming he stays on and, and does this. I'm just saying like the best case is... Next season, they're more competitive, and it's Harry Kane who's, you know, like I think everybody said it this season. He, he doesn't have the same sprinting speed. He's that's not, a big assumption that they're going to be more competitive. Right, that's that's what I, it's exactly what I mean. They're going to play think, more matches. Right. They're going to be in stronger competition if they finish fourth. I mean, next season might end up to be even worse. Like, they might enter into the Champions League accomplish nothing in the Champions League, but because they're in the competition, they might finish sixth in the Premier League. And now, and then what? We're back to square one with right. Harry Kane. For, for Spurs, it all goes back to, is Levy going to... Spend oh, money. Is he going to spend anything? Yeah. And if Conte's going to stay and Levy's not going to spend, Conte's gone. I yeah. feel like that's that's already known. But, he, so. but Kane won't be gone. Wait, he's still there contractually for, what, three years or something? Two more maybe years? He'll, maybe he'll have an easier time forcing... Um, no, uh, Sam honestly, Sam Allardyce's hand. I bet. I, I hope. I. I, I want to see. I. I, I want to see everything go wrong for Harry Kane. I'm sorry. When you're willing to be that guy, I have zero respect for you anymore. Like you don't want to be there. Fine. Don't sign a contract extension and keep your mouth shut and do the best that you absolutely can. Harry Kane coasted. Don't forget, Dave. He coasted through the first two thirds of the season. Now, under Conte, you're going to be all okay with him? Sorry. No, it doesn't work that way. Spurs fans, I get it. You're quick to forgive because you want your club to succeed. And right now, he's helping your club succeed. I just wonder how you'll feel about him in July. I can't wait till Scott's wearing his Harry Kane jersey during the um, World Cup. <laughs> It'll have the word not written in front of his name on the back if that happens. Okay. All right, that's all I have to say about that match. It's a big goal on both ends of the table, though, because Burnley obviously is is in danger. They're in more danger now of 18th. If if Leeds can can squeak something out, Burnley's in trouble. And this goal is going to be a big reason for it. Um, the last thing I would say about that goal is that it answers the question of whether or not Harry Kane was going to be cool and let Sun take any of the penalties. And you I and think- I talked about that. I think Harry that, Kane's not going to be cool about anything because he's no, Harry Kane. Are you serious he, right now? You, he, are you no, really I, asking me to I, say more about this? I think there was a, a question of that just because Son is actually chasing the golden boot and he has a shot at it. And Kane, Kane's now, selfish. Pure, Kane's got, unadulterated yeah, selfishness. Got, he scored two penalties. Son could be tied for the golden boot if he had been cool. I know. 
You're so um, right. You're Burnley, only adding to my argument. Burnley, not Burnley, probably have a bigger problem just because they're not. I, unless something weird happens, they will not have Tarkowski again. Sure. Uh, for game week, they tried to overcome quality with quantity. They play, <laughs> they played a million defenders at the back, and it just it almost worked, but didn't yeah. quite. And a, and uh, James Tarkowski, uh, future uh, magpie. James Tarkowski, Ooh, as uh, the rumors whoa, are going. Whoa, I love whoa. that for Newcastle. The expectation of wow. James Tarkowski to go to Newcastle next season. So I mean, might as well. The money's probably going to be pretty good. Yep. And that illegal. How are Burnley going to get a point against Villa Thursday and then a not at the beach Newcastle on Sunday? I just don't know how they do it. They have to play. They have to play at Villa, who's trying to be. They're they're trying to be pros too, <laughs> and Newcastle. Who today? I mean, is Newcastle? Did they quit? No, Dave? they dominated Arsenal today. Newcastle did a lot of things today, but quit was not one of them. Right. Yeah, they uh, were I, playing. Uh, look, and we'll get to my thoughts on that game in a few minutes. But that they brought the thunder and desire. All led by Callum Wilson, who oh, yeah. finally oh, showed back true. up into the lineup and and received like, a standing if, ovation. If people on his thought way off. that like he was just going to show up, no, like the announcers were like, "Where's he? Has he just been in the gym for like three months?" Like he was not only looking physically fit, but energized and wanted to like slaughter people out there. Yeah. Like Callum Wilson, credit to him, brought the thunder and it energized the entire Newcastle team. Yeah, I just don't know how Burnley are gonna. If yeah. Burnley stay up because they get points in some in some way in the next two matches, that is a, an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, but that's gonna happen at the expense of Leeds. So I really hope it doesn't happen. Villa won, Palace won. I I got a lot of points from Ollie Watkins, but I literally have no notes for this match other than that. Do you have anything, Brian? Just that the game actually happened. It uh, did. I can confirm. No, Although this... what's funny is if you click on the extended highlights button on Peacock, which is NBC's streaming service, mm-hmm. you get extended highlight videos of every match except this one. So huh, NBC weird. wants to acknowledge they they they, re, they hesitate to acknowledge that this match even happened. This is just a this was it was the game of uh, the biggest doubtful players entering the match played. So. Watkins was uh, the to listen to Gerard ahead of the match. You might have gotten an off the bench performance from Ollie Watkins. To listen to Vieira ahead of the match, uh, Gehi, the defender, was not gonna was probably not gonna feature. Hard to say. Meanwhile, they both play and they both end up turning in probably the best performances of the match for their yeah. respective teams. Sad for Danny Ings, people. I'm one of them. I captain Danny Ings this week on my free hit. Really, I did. Just, uh, but it was a, but it was a lot based on the fact that Watkins was likely to not play the first game, or at least not start the first game. Danny Ings had great chances to score. Danny, I mean, he, I felt like he had at least, I mean, he had two that he, I don't know, different year, different form. Danny Ings puts those in in the first half. So. Yeah. Either way, uh, yeah, you're right. This game was just. It was just there. It was just there. 1-1. Villa (laughs) goes to Man City, and Crystal Palace hosts Manchester United, ironically enough. 
All right, I buried the lead a little bit. West Ham 2, City 2. This also happened at the same time as the match we just discussed. This one was loaded with things. First of all, Man. let's talk about a first half brace. From, this was a Brian Chesco call. I only wish, this This is the thing that made me wish I'd listened to Brian Chesco because Bowen's buried on my bench as I sit here. But he scores a first half brace. Let's start there. Amazing. Bowen had a little about six six seven week lull right there at the end of the season, but now is now finishing strong. Mm. He's been second to Salah and Son, the best midfielder all year. And he deserves every bit of credit. He deserves people buying him this week. He deserves it all. Bruce Bowen. I almost said Bruce Bowen. Bruce Jared Bowen. Bowen yeah. Jared Bowen absolutely needs to get some love, and he should be owned. The Bowen family should be very proud all around. They should be. They, they <laughs> just West Ham did what we kind of guessed they could. Dave, get, you said they were get, gonna. City was gonna drop points. Get, get the draw for Nobs. I, I I did, and well, they did. They did drop points. They did, and uh, and for most of that match, Scott, they were dropping all points, not just. Too. Well, and I mean, I don't think there's much more to say about Jared Bowen. Maybe Brian will prove me wrong, but I will lead into this by saying that if you're a Liverpool fan, the Christian Menteke Wasteful Player of the Week award goes to Mikel Antonio for his 65th minute miss. I mean, you brutal. have Ederson one on one, brutal, and you miss absolutely brutal. That and I would have looked effing genius. Thanks, Mikel Antonio, for making me not look freaking mm-hmm. genius. That. If that goes in, there's a good chance City drops all three points. And now you're just talking about goal differential. And who's to say Liverpool can't drop a nine on Southampton tomorrow? It could happen. All of a sudden, goal difference makes the difference in the title. You're right. But Antonio misses. And so we still have a mathematical chance to see the title change hands in game week 38, depending how the Liverpool-Southampton match goes midweek, which we don't know as we sit here. But... Antonio, man, Christian Benteke, Wasteful Player of the Week award for me. I don't know what Pep is doing, and I know that's not really saying much of anything at this point. <laughs> wow, but, that's something we've never known. Well, no, just that. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. We already t- we already said it earlier this season. Raheem Sterling played himself into really great form. Yeah, he did. once this season. When when does he last played? And went straight to the bench. Yeah, he did it again. Four weeks ago, yep. he played basically four straight league, three or four straight league matches. I had him. I know. I watched. I saw him do what he normally <laughs> does, which is attack and attack and make all the kinds of things happen. But it ended in nothing. And so I think this week, the feeling was, well, Sterling, so last week, Sterling scored a brace. And had, I think he finished with like 26 fantasy points over Manchester City's double. He, I think he either, he was really close to matching or might have surpassed De Bruyne's awesome double week in game week 36. Sterling was this, was a, an also standout in that game week. Where is Sterling in this match? On no the one. bench. Phil Foden has been as essential an attacker as they have had at least the second half of the season. Wait, wait, wait. Let me say Dave's line. Who? Zero minutes. Zero minutes. Phil Foden in this yeah. game doesn't even come off the bench. I don't it's understand so, it. So do, you, do you know what we've? You, you know what word you could use to describe Pep fairly often? And Gabriel Jesus doesn't play a minute in this match. Yes, he did. 
Jesus got kicked in the first half, probably deserved, if it had been called a penalty, it would have been a penalty that you would have said, yeah, I get why they called that. Okay, sorry, it was Wolves. He didn't play against Wolves. He didn't play against Wolves. But Jesus, like, Jesus is just not. That was Craig Dawson, right? Just Dawson not finished. kicked him. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Je- yeah. I'm so sick and tired of seeing, like, City win 5-1. Five, five, uh, five zero two two, and like every single time, it's like Jesus gets none of it. Hey, I you're know. gonna you're What's gonna be really happy to see him do nothing for Arsenal next year. In those same results. I digress. I just think that it's Mares finally starts. So Mares Mares starts. Mares is could have had a you know like puts in the. The perfect, the Listen, perfect free kick can for I, Rodri to get an assist on a Sioux Fall own yes, goal. Yes, yes. And of course he gets to take a penalty, and of course he misses. Yes. Like, can I just say as a Liverpool fan, I was like, oh, the fix is in Sioux Fall own goal. This is really how this is going to happen. Yeah. And then a penalty, and Mars is going to take it. And it's like really like an own goal and a penalty is how this game is like. This is how City's going to get all three points, and at least Mars missed. Yeah. We can all be thankful, except for you, because I think you brought in Mares. Did you not? Well, I have Mares. I had him in my actual team, but he's not. He was not on my free hit team. Okay. So okay. I will have him. He is in my actual team going into game week thirty-eight. That's I, not a bad idea. No, I see it as I'm a bit now. I'm a bit more optimistic that he's actually going to play in game week thirty-eight. That he's still. I think. Yeah. You know, I don't know that they're going to blame him for that one miss. I still think he's their their preferred penalty taker. Who knows? I, I have no idea. It's the same as like is Nathan Ake going to play center back if he's if he's fit? just stay away from City S. That's I'm, unless you're going to add Roger. That's what I'm saying. I just I just don't understand. I don't understand this decision making. And two weeks ago, it didn't make sense. Like, where you just say, like, the feeling was, okay, you're out of the Champions League. They'll go to their, surely they'll go to their, what seems to be their preferred lineup, right? Will they do that? No. They stick with the previous lineup, which worked. Sterling was awesome. De Bruyne was awesome. They got exactly what they needed. They scored 100 goals in two weeks. And then they come into this game, and it's like, well, that worked. That was wor- that worked perfectly. You got exactly what you needed. And he switches it. Foden out. Mares yeah. in. Sterling benched. Off the bench late. Like, uh, what in the world? Why, why would you do that? Yeah. I, and I, I, get, I get it. I, no one's... No one's well, read Pep's mind. it was interesting. A lot was made pre-match about how uh, something like five kids under 20 or something on the city bench. They were never going to get into this match, mm-hmm. but it shows the injuries that they've had. Uh, you know, credit to City, though. They, they have just enough players to get to the end of the season, even with some injuries. They're going to see this thing out in all likelihood. And... Uh, but it is frustrating, Brian. I agree with the players you know, that they're doing. You want to know... Uh, you want to know the... the guy the young guy that's on the bench who did get into one of the games a couple weeks ago i was really happy um two weeks ago when um wilson esbrand no it was not (laughs) no egan riley it was conrad egan riley was brought off the bench in the newcastle thrashing in game week 36 not mares I was just glad that it was somebody could come off the bench just for that game. A kid. I know. Not oh your Mars. Anyway.
All right, Leeds won, Brighton won. We talked uh, at length about Brighton and Danny Welbeck, and, and you know he, he's obviously the one who scored the goal for the trash boards. Joe Gelhart. Now, when the lineup was announced for Leeds, Joe Gelhart is is the forward up front, mm-hmm. and I'm like, really? But his skill leading to the Strauch goal was incredible. And that's all I have to say. I'm, I'm just hoping Leeds stay up. I want to see American manager Jesse Marsh in the Premier League next season. When Galhart has gotten a chance to be out there for almost any amount of minutes, he's looked very much the part. I don't know if that's a... Mm. Like, I, I would just you just wonder if it's super sub, if it's the kind of Traore effect where you're getting a, a Dama Traore. You remember him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. No, just the you know he's gotten he's come off the bench in a team that has been largely you know obviously Bamford last season and more Rodrigo you know this season but I just I, I think but I when think he's been out there he's looked outstanding in any of his in any of his appearances doesn't so. doesn't it benefit Leeds if Bamford can return and Gelhart replaces Rodrigo that could be a thing couldn't it not yeah I just think that I feel like there was we talked about it. I don't know, 20 weeks ago about the, the well, it was Bielsa who had, was talking about how he expected Rodrigo to make a kind of a leap this season. Did he? No, he did not. No, he did not. Um, but having a, having an up and down season, losing Bamford as early as they did and never really recovering and then, then just floundering for Bielsa the whole time. I yeah. just, it's just not the situation for flourishing see uh, Rafinha this past oh. week this past week yeah he'll be out which is good for Leeds I think this past week uh, ESPN published an article about Jack Harrison who played college soccer in the United States okay. this is the FL America podcast okay. very good article but in that article it mentioned something I didn't know and probably I should but it this probably just speaks to how uh, at the beach I've been as an FPL podcast host but um uh, Jesse Marsh taking over for Bielsa was always the plan, apparently, according huh. to ESPN. So this is just – they just upped the timetable to try to get the new manager bump to stay in the league this season. Jesse Marsh, it, it makes sense. The systems are similar, but that was always going to be the plan. They just moved it ahead to try to get something out of this season and stay in the league. I thought that was interesting. But also it made me really like Jack Harrison. Watford one, Leicester five. We talked about Leicester's attack. Jeez, Leicester. No Schmeichel was the big story, I think, come out of this match, which we've also already discussed. Brian, anything else you have on this one? Screw you, James Madison. <laughs> Just that Leicester and Newcastle were the only mid-table teams to give you any goals that mattered this week. I just, I mean. And Leicester gave you a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 13, 16, 15, like you're getting, that's the, that's a, if you get those are the, the fantasy totals for Vardy. For Vardy, Madison, Barnes. Barnes, Barnes and Madison. Vardy, 13, Barnes, yeah. or Madison, 15, Barnes, 16. It seems like it could repeat on Thursday and or Sunday. I, I just, I wouldn't um, be, I don't, I don't know. I just, I kind of believe them when they say we, were really disappointed. If they were ending on the road, I would say, all right, they're just going to, they'll just play whoever. But they're ending at King Power. They play Southampton at home on the last day of the season. Yeah. I don't see it as crazy at all to play those three guys. 
I might do it. I, I like I, I I have them. I certainly have the money to do it. I know I can. I know I can get there. Oh boy! Can I just say, listeners? I just don't think it's that. I just feel like it's the best. Brian Chesko advice has been gold since early April. So if he's saying this, maybe, you need to maybe be listening. Maybe before that, Scott, you're probably not doing it. I would stuff. love. I was out on medical leave for most oh, of that that's time. True. I mean, what, what? What? Where were you getting open heart surgery? Yeah. <laughs> Statistically, my best month this year was February. Yeah, for sure. That's when I was out. Um, no, I just, I'm really curious to see. I feel like that if Chelsea actually puts a lineup out there of normal players, that Chelsea and Leicester on Thursday could be big fun. I feel like that could be a, a really okay. fun good match and i again i feel like that will say a lot about what happens on sunday more for chelsea than for leicester because i feel like leicester's kind of locked in with this roster it'll be more about minutes okay wolves one norwich one i'm tempted to make come on pookie hear what a scott yawn sounds like that's about all I've got to say about Wolves one North. I had I would have put the notes for Villa and Palace in the same in the exactly. same bullet as uh, Wolves well, and North. Come on, you I fighting cookies! I realize I I actually had them in that order, and I realized uh, we gotta talk about City. We gotta talk about things that actually matter before we come back to. This I game. just I feel like it's n- nothing is less surprising. I feel like than. Than Pookie scoring a right. goal, which makes me nervous for Spurs on Sunday. I feel like Pookie. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if somebody's gonna do it, it's gonna be him. Pookie gets a brace. You're gonna bring in for sure Sanchez for gaming 38, and Pookie's gonna score a brace. I and Arsenal know. are gonna make the Champions. It's just League. that Dean Smith is not. It's not the same. Like Watford's the team. I feel like that's the team to target. And it's annoying that Chelsea are the ones that have to that get to play them. Like the least reliable team of all of the teams yeah. get to play the team you want most. I don't know. It'll be interesting. There, there is a manager has been announced at Watford. So I mean, the players, assuming that they think they're going to still be at Watford next year, they're going to want to look good. All but right? Ben Foster. Well, but <laughs> so none of the guys who like Ben Foster said it this week. He just he was talking about like like you don't have it. Like you can't go out like this. Like, this is not on Roy Hodgson. I don't understand. Like, I hope nobody is blaming him for this. The preparedness, the performances, this is on the players. And, like we already said, Watford had, what, 10 normal players, I think, out for this <laughs> match? Wow. Like, and they did it last, they had it last week. It was against Everton, which is why the Everton nil nil, the Everton Watford nil nil result is shocking. I feel like it's the most shocking result maybe of the end of the season. Wow. Because you had Everton with everything to play for against yeah. already relegated Watford. Watford Decimated. down like nine starters, and they can't score a goal. And then Watford come out the, the very next game and get absolutely slaughtered. They do, but they looked like they wanted it at first. At first. They scored first, the first goal. It's always sure. good to look like you want it. <laughs> but I think the feeling was... Are you I, talking about FPL? So not just I know Tim Sherwood was one of the people who said it. Just to, just is that guy of, still around? He is, I'm sure. Just saying, like you quit, like just feeling like the players ended up. You know what? I give anyone on. who's already been relegated to the championship. If you quit, I give you a pass. I yeah. get it. Which is exactly why you wish you could get him this Sunday. Yeah, I get it. All right, Everton two, Brentford three. I have a question. After this match, this this is no less than the third. Arguably the funnest match of the weekend. 
Sure, but this is also at least the third time since Frank Lampard's taken over at Everton where he has probably said things that will get him in trouble with the referee. And they don't. Is he wrong? I don't think he was wrong. If he's talking about the Richarlison shirt pull, then he's not wrong. The Richarlison shirt... The Richarlison shirtless and shirt shul... Yeah. You just said shirt. Sure. The Charleston shirt pull should have negated anything that comes after. Yeah. Which was a Brantway red card. Fred, yes. And the fact that Michael Oliver was staring right at Richarlison's shirt as it was being pulled means that he is without excuse. And he's apparently, allegedly, the best that England had to offer right now. Uh, okay. I said I was going to say this on mic, and I'm sorry. I'm really, really, really sorry oh that boy. if you listen to this show week to week, that you have to hear this again. I, I am watching less Premier League this spring and more NBA and NHL playoffs than ever before. Obviously, these are basketball and hockey leagues here in the United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm seeing leagues in the NBA and the NHL who have – who have gone all in on more officiating, more collaboration in-game with officials, more replay opportunities, and just more rules around controversial plays to get things right. Now, in the NBA, they argue with referees just as much as they do in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. And it's just as annoying in the NBA as it is in the Premier League. But... I see American sports leagues trying to get this right. More than anything, they want to do whatever it takes to get the play, get the call right. Mm-hmm. It is a well-known business principle, Dave. I'm I'm going big here. It is a well-known business principle that collaboration helps. If you have one person, one person's going to have gaps in their knowledge, in their understanding, in in what they decide to do. But when you have a collaborative group around you, It's going to help you make more calls better. Correct. Why are these pompous Mm. in the Premier League Mm. not understanding this? Michael Oliver is the best England has to offer. He stares right at Richarlison's shirt. And I'm sorry, if there's one thing that's clear and obvious, it's when a man's shirt is pulled a full foot away from his body. Mm -hmm. And yet he does nothing. I made the comment on Slack, and again, if you know, we would love to have you join us on there. It's it's a whole, you know, uh, uh, it's a whole group of us who continue the conversation like what you hear on this podcast. It has its own little. It's twenty four seven. I said on there this past week that I I might I might be post soccer. It's exactly plays like this that make me say that. I, I'm never going to be okay. I, I'm, I'm past the point where the beautiful game is beautiful enough to overcome dumbassery like this. Mm, I love that new word, Brian, dumbassery. Even with that, they still, I mean, they still had leads twice. I mean, they still were up 1-0 and mm-hmm. were up 2-1. And, and the, it's the second half, like, just let down. Uh, I thought you would want to lead with 
Solomon Rondon getting a second red card. No, I mean, I, I would, I would, <laughs> I that, that was, was very, a little more clear. Everton having yeah, no, a second red obvious. card in the match, Brian, I mean, Scott, Brian, who all, everyone here might have had something to do with it a little bit. I mean, the game was maybe done sort of. No, by then, I'm but sure. Still, no, like, it's, it's all you, the You say all for. the time, Dave, that you never know. Like soccer, I mean, the plays are so, when they happen, they're so big. Yeah. And it can, It'll change the direction of a match. I mean, if if Everton still have eleven, well into the second after, half after the nineteenth minute, right? Like that's going to change the dynamics of this match wholeheartedly. Yeah, that's a bad red. It's card. unfortunate. It's and and you know, like some people hear Frank Lampard say it again and again. This is at least the third time this season, but I think he's been right all three times, and it's unfortunate that he's having to do this. He is me. He is me. He is the managerial equivalent to me in, on this podcast. Okay. I, and that's the only time you'll ever hear me compare myself to Frank Lampard. Wow. But, uh, if something doesn't give, they're going to lose. They're going to lose me. They, They are losing me. You're fine. Don't you, you're just, you're in a slump like Mark McGuire, the A's. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) That will mean nothing to anyone but my brother. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Anything else in this match? Nope. All right. Newcastle 2, Arsenal nil. We really made the listeners wait for Woo! this one. Dave? Man. Scott? I don't think Arsenal's going to make the Champions League next year. So, here's... No. Arsenal's not going to make the Champions League this year. But I will say this. I don't... Number one, they don't deserve it. And number two, they're not ready yet. I so, heard an announcer so, say they're a year ahead of schedule if they make it, right? I mean, yes, next and year. I absolutely, I don't know who said that. When I heard that, I had already thought that. Like, in the beginning of the season, if you'd have said you finished fifth, you'd be like, awesome. Because we, we were three. Start off, so we were the bottom of the table after three weeks. So going, yeah. going into the international break, yep. had zero goals scored and had lost three games. It's okay. Not good. Now, if you go back and listen to the pods, I'm like, Arsenal will be fine. You did. With things, things were not going in their favor, but they'll be fine. The kids they, are all right. They, when, when you say kids, you mean kids. They have consistently had I don't the, lie. The, no. <laughs> the youngest starting lineup in the Premier League all year. I heard what he said. What I would say is this, Scott, and this is not an NBA <laughs> podcast, but Brian, you know this well. Uh, Scott, not that you don't know this, but I just said I've been. I watching. know Brian is a NBA head, and that's not even a thing. Is no. In the NBA, you typically don't just go from like making the playoffs to championship to like making uh, the NBA finals. This is right. not an NBA podcast. You have to, in quotes, do your time. You have to make it each round and eventually progress far enough to then have a chance at the, even the great Michael Jordan. Brian with the Chicago Bulls, he lost to the Detroit Pistons for multiple years in a row until they, the Chicago Bulls finally figured them out and were able to beat them. NBA fans will know I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. I think we're in that stage right now with our kids. Yeah. First round exit oh, this yeah. year. By the way, I yeah. saw Pat Beverly's 
comments on the Phoenix Suns, unbelievable. He is. This is yeah. not an uh, NBA podcast. Yeah. I, I, I really like that guy. So, anyways, moving on. All that to be said, I was not upset when Arsenal was had lost the first three matches. I knew why. I knew how. And, I, and I'm like, they're going to be okay. Look, I'm not right, right about many things. I was right. Coming down to the end of the season, I feel like this. If this young squad would have en- would have ended up attaining a top four spot with the <laughs> that they have produced in the last seven weeks, that would have been really unjustified. And I think that would have done more harm for them in the long run, letting them in- unconsciously know that, hey, if, if we didn't come out and produce our best every single week, then we still made Champions League. Does that make sense? No. And, and let's look at this in fairness on paper. Look at look at City's lineup. Look at their roster. Look at Liverpool's roster. Look at Chelsea's roster. Look at Tottenham's roster. Look at Arsenal's. What doesn't fit? It's the it's Arsenal's roster. If they were able to actually get top four out of over one of those four teams, that would have been quite an achievement. So, all that being said, am I disappointed at today's result? Absolutely. Of course I'm disappointed. Do I think that this is the best for them? Yeah, I do. I actually think that going to Europa and having to grind through next season will make the youth of this team learn. Scott, they don't have a a Henderson in midfield. They don't have a Van Dyke in in the center defense. They don't have a Salah, Mane, or Firmino, or even Jota for this matter who's kind of seasoned and gone through some junk. And Liverpool's had so many hard matches over the last four years and so many stress-filled matches. They get to one now and they don't feel anything, and that's why they thrive. And Arsenal has to grow. These kids are young. Arteta made a, a statement last transfer window, last August, and then he continued it in January. No, he didn't sign anyone over 23 years old. Okay, so he made a full commitment to playing youth. He's getting rid of the older guys. He's getting rid of the guys who haven't produced. The dead weight, yeah. Yeah. The controversial. And so. The moody. He is, Scott, as they would say, pruning pruning the tree. Now, I want to bring this up. And as I finish the Arsenal moment and we talk about their youth, Mm -hmm. Scott, I figured out, and this is. This is groundbreaking what I'm about to share. In a segment we like to call Dave's Arsenal Moment, colon, napkin calculation. Absolutely. <laughs> Literally. Arsenal had 13 <laughs> losses on the okay. season. All right. In the Premier League season. Now, one thing I do love and should be, you know, uh, League Ben, this is at you. Because when they were losing to Spurs, you're like, oh, here's the old Arsenal. <laughs> Look at them. They're sucking. <laughs> All right, Ben. You calm your little ass, okay? Now, Arsenal. Whoa, we Ar- love Arsenal. We, we need All-Star listener. Ben. No, but he knows. He knows that All this right. is tongue-in-cheek. All right. So, uh, Arsenal on the season has a league-low three draws. Arsenal has three draws in the season. All wins. All losses. That's for the most part how they've gone about this season. I want to mention this because this hit me as they lost to Newcastle again. Because of my work schedule, I oftentimes, especially when Arsenal's playing in the afternoon here in the U.S. and or a three o'clock kickoff, three p.m., fifteen hundred 
for those of you who aren't on the American time clock. Keep going. I end up are able to I'm able to watch them at work. Uh-huh. I've watched an abnormal amount of Arsenal matches at work this year. And I realized I started calculating. They have 13 losses on the season. 8 of them are at night and on a weird night. Like Monday. They played a lot of Monday and Friday. Brentford to kick off the season Friday night. Yeah. They lose. Crystal Palace. Now they drew they drew Crystal Palace, but that was a Monday night game. A 2-2 Monday night draw. I remember that. They played at Liverpool one Saturday night. Loss. At United on a Thursday night. Loss. Everton home Monday night. Loss. Liverpool Wednesday night. Loss. Crystal Palace Monday night loss. Spurs Thursday night loss. Newcastle Monday night loss. Scott. They're staying up past their bedtimes because they're so freaking young <laughs> and they're losing on the night games. I love it. I okay? love it so much. That is my analysis. God <laughs> bless Premier League. Stop giving Arsenal well, night games and just give them Saturday morning games to, well, no or Sunday anything. morning games US and time. let them play this out. Stop giving. They played Crystal Palace twice on Monday nights. Stop! But you know why? Neither why? team had European play, and neither team lasted long in a cup. So that was a Monday night. No, it's not who cares. You're not going to put someone who's playing in the Champions League or Europa League on a Monday match. You're not going to do it. That's that's just the reality of the situation. Now, with that said, if you do make Europa, which it looks Isn't likely. Isn't it eerie, though, the eight of the 13 it's ama- losses? It's amazing. Great, great analysis. I regret that we saved that to the very end of this week's <laughs> content. But the good news, Dave. Tell me, please, because they're going to make Europa a minimum at this point. And that's going to mean a lot of Sunday matches next year. God bless. I hope so. Number two point here, and we were discussing this as I was ranting about being post-soccer before we started recording. This season has been, it's just been a... All the all the early season COVID delays. It's just created a nightmare of a season. And now this all the early season COVID delays... It created and a lot of midweek it, games, a lot sure. of a lot of double gaming. I mean, all season long, there have been weird scheduled, rescheduled uh, uh, games. Yep. Hopefully, we get back to something close to normal in 22-23. And by the way, it this won't is, be completely normal. Well, there's a World Cup in the middle exactly, of it. Exactly. I That's get that. That's my point. But the silver lining here, and the thing I've been pretty excited about, is that because this World Cup is in the winter, there's nothing in the summer. Players will get a two and a half month break, except for when they start preseason camp. Scott, this is going to mess FPL up bad. A month out, guys not wanting to get hurt before. No, I'm not worried about that. I'm just happy Cup. that in real know, life, Scott. players I are don't know. players are going to get the most rest I do they agree have with ever that. gotten in the Premier League That's going true. into the and start of the new it. season. The last couple years have been brutal. They deserve it, and I'm excited for it. Especially as I see a tired Liverpool playing a million matches. For sure. They played, it's what, 60 matches or so? (laughs) It's the most they could possibly play. It's insane. It literally is insane. All right, Dave. Brian, do you have one last thing? No, does the backlash from your own team and from the players and Arteta, does that 
do anything, or is it just what this backlash? Is, is there quotes? Just as Jaka talked about, like in his post match interview, he was he you know the the question was like kind of like, the the question was posed to him: Is it just because it's a young team? Like the, you know, is it is this just young players who are just there's just the immaturity factor? And he just said, essentially, we didn't deserve to be on the pitch today. And if you're not ready to play, then stay home. Or stay right. or stay on the bench. All right, Jaka. I you know what though? I respect that. And then uh, and then, I respect that he's got the balls. Just an Arteta and be honest about it. And yeah, that he came out and said, I love that. And then it was such a but it was such a sound thrashing that I mean, even Arteta could just say, We didn't have any. He said we had nothing in this game. Yeah. They this well, I feel like that was the there was no excuse. There wasn't like it was just pure pure and simple. They had energy from minute zero until minute I'm telling ninety. You, Callum Wilson and the Newcastle faithful that showed up to that match absolutely drove the entire thing. It, it was, it was, uh, it was hard to watch. Is Callum Wilson going to score a hat trick against Burnley this week? Yeah, probably. I wonder if he will. I wonder he, if I wonder if is, we should. I wonder if we should have talked about. Oh, he is playing like a man possessed. You hey, you, you want to make moves in your league? Go get yourself a Callum Wilson going into this match week. Ryan, anything else? I, I love that that's our one last thing. Can I just say that? Callum Wilson, bring him in. No one, no, not, one no other show, no other shows. No, have it's that. not bad and advice. I'm, I'm, I'm honest. It's good advice. I am absolutely 100% real. You want to make a move in your league, you got nothing to lose, bring a Callum Wilson it in said this he, week. Not, he played 22 minutes last week against Manchester City. I mean, he was good even in those 22 minutes. He played all 90 this match and got his tooth smashed in. Did you see that? Oh yeah. That was disgusting. Crazy. Um, but Callum Wilson, I mean, when he just the shot that he attempted whenever Ramsdale was out of the goal. Yeah. Just like how close that was to He hit. felt it. He felt oh, like, yeah. oh I got just, this. Yeah. I think if I think next week Callum Wilson hits one of those. What what's in I Ramsdale's just wonder. mind when, when Wilson attempted Oh there's that. he knew. He knew he was roasted. He knew he right? couldn't do anything. Oh my gosh. And he had to just watch in horror as the ball went over his head <laughs> and just so, barely missed. So true. Callum Wilson cost you seven point one in FPL, by the yeah, way. For sure. All right. Scott, we've done it. We got one more pod to finish out the season where we're gonna discuss everything that's uber important, especially our bets, which I cannot wait you to should find out not the be able to wait to for find the out first... the domination that i'm gonna have over these yeah. bets for the first season in our history i think you're gonna finish ahead of me in fpl and I finished... more bets than me. <laughs> okay all right all right here we go it's a big season right. yeah it's a massive season for the fpl america podcast whoa, whoa, whoa. i was on medical leave <laughs> shut That's up true. it's not like you had a heart transplant true. for the fpl america <laughs> podcast this is david smith until next time